Hey, hey, hey. What's up, fam? It's Tuesdays with Tawana. What's going on? Tawana is in the building, a.k.a. Rev T. Doing our weekly thing, building community one moment at a time via Facebook Live, podcast, YouTube post. Hey, Mother Carolyn. So this is what we do. Come on in the room. Come on in the room. Let us dialogue together. Dialogue is an exchange of information, an exchange of knowledge, an exchange of experiences and stories for the um, enhancement of one's being, the enhancement of relationship, the building of community. It's not as simple or simplistic as a conversation. A conversation can be, how's the weather today? Fine, great, have a good day. A conversation could be, um, it could be deep. A conversation could be deep, but it becomes deeper when there is a dialogue, when there is shared experiences. So I invite you to the room. If you just wanna sit back and chill and watch and listen, and engage that way, that's fine. And if you want to comment, um, if I see it, I will, you know, bring you into the room by reading your your comments. Hey, Cordio, what's going on? Happy Tuesday to you, my little buttercup. Always good to see you. So yeah, so today, you know, we're just going to rock and do our thing. Um, I want to give uh, some love to Amy who got me this shirt. I love being a black woman. Check it out, check it out. Yes, so, you know, t-shirts as gifts are always, what was, this is a sweatshirt, a crop top sweatshirt. So I love it, I love it. But t-shirts, sweatshirts, they're always welcome, always welcome. So yeah, so let's get started. If there's anything on your heart or on your mind that you wanna talk about, just holla at me in the chat and we will begin some dialogue. Yes, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, mother. She says she loves the shirt. Yeah, so, you know, so it's Black History Month. So, which means to me that, um, I'm black every day. I celebrate blackness every day. Uh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, I gotta switch it up sometimes because people get bored really, really quickly. So sometimes, you know, my hair is up, it's down, different glass. I just gotta sh shift it up a bit to keep the curiosity going, right? To keep it going, so. Um, so yeah, so it, it's Black History Month and I'm black every day. Um, black History Month, I saw a meme earlier today on Instagram where Black History Month is kind of an oxymoron because history in this country is black history and it may not be a beautiful history. It may not be you know, pretty with flowers and we all came together to build what we know now as America but it is, um, the fact of the matter is, is this country was built 
on the backs of Black and First Nation Indigenous folk um, through some very heinous measures, through through um, um, enslavement and through stealing of land and killing men, women, and children and the pillaging and the raping and the stealing of natural resources and the list goes on and on and on. And to this day, we are still the economic engine that drives America and people aren't too comfortable with that. We've noticed the these insurgents coming up and coming out and all of a sudden, you know, people are yelling, this is not who we are. This is not who we are used to be. Okay, really? This is not who we are? Um, this is, in fact, who we are. Um, America. Talking about America. This this is who America is. America was built on hate and racism and sexualization and dehumanization. And the list co- goes on and on and on. What's up, Tony in the building? Listen, y'all check out Tony and her um her makeup uh tony please make sure you plug the information in in the comments because we want to support you you do a beautiful job with makeup um it's something that i would do i can't wait for the pandemic to be over because it's it's nice and it's soft and it's beautiful and it's natural and it's just for what i believe for our skin um so thank you so much hey mama lovey Good to see you as always. Grateful to have you in the building. So, so you know, so when we talk about this Black History Month, um, it it is in fact probably an oxymoron. You know, it it's in fact um, something that uh, many people, white people or or non-black people, have not yet come to terms with. So this is, we'll talk a little bit about reconciliation again. We started last week and I want to say a bit more about it this week. But when when we don't recognize the ills, when we don't recognize um, the heinous ills that have been committed, or when they don't recognize the heinous ills that they have committed now and back throughout the beginning of the founding of America, um, there is no way, no way that we can then just reconcile because what is there in fact to reconcile? What are we putting back together? What are we doing to enmesh and 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 invigorate a relationship and 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 to build a trusting, loving, humanitarian, way of living honoring each other's humanity what are we reconciling when the country is not exactly what it claims to be langston hughes says that we are a country that has not been yet we have all of these visions of grandeur that were rooted in whiteness and rooted in white men in particular and you want us to go back to that 
Yeah, actually, they do want us to go back to that because they are afraid to lose this false sense of power that they have that is rooted in capitalism, that is rooted in power and control when it comes to money and land ownership and corporations and stocks and leadership and uh, elected offices and so on and so forth. This is what they do. So they don't want to lose this for fear of losing it to not only a person of color, but in particular, a black person. Because for some reason, they remember white people, white thought, white supremacist culture remembers what they want to remember. They remember the moments that they were, that they treated others in an inhumane manner. And are they afraid that we might turn around and do the same to them? Are they afraid that we might then take that power and control and dehumanize them and degrade them and demean them and ostracize them and put them on the margins and, you know, they can't get jobs and and they they're not um, able to buy uh, affordable uh, land and housing. They 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 won't be afforded the opportunity to go to good schools. Are they afraid that the tables would turn? It's like, come on, come on. Yeah, so I, I struggle in, in my evolution, in my <laughs> consciousness, um, raising consciousness through awareness. Hey, Miss Odessa. Always good to see you, my Georgia friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, Mama Lovey, yeah, come on, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Is is it, you know, is it that that non-black people and and uh, white supremacists and white privilege, those with all of those those things and attitudes and approaches toward life, is this what they are they are afraid of? In addition to not only retaliation, if you will, but are they afraid of losing this so-called power that they have that was built off of our backs and they think that that is okay? Um, yeah. When I was growing up, I, I grew up in, in Wagner Projects in, in Harlem. And um, I was talking with Eric yesterday. He did a presentation for a group of people about um, hip hop and, and the uh, beginnings of hip hop. And one thing that, that Eric said to me, and I, I, I was born in 1970 and hip hop was birthed in 1972, I believe. So, um, during that time, as I was growing up, yeah, Miss Odessa, yes, they do, <laughs> for sure. Um, so many white people still don't understand um, the truth you're, you're speaking. Julie, thank you, Jules, for coming on. Julie has been journeying with me for quite some time and, and really just sharing her wisdom um, as a white woman in this world having to combat uh, racism and racist thought and white supremacist thought. And I am so grateful that you can continue, you continue to come on here um, 
grateful. I, I am grateful. Yes, I am grateful. Um, so when, when I was growing up in Wagner Projects, I grew up in Harlem, but Harlem was right on the edge. Like you would walk across the Willis Avenue Bridge and you would be in the Bronx. Um, we know that New York is very new, unique. We have the five boroughs. So I lived in Manhattan, in Harlem. And yes, it's Manhattan. Okay. And I would walk across the Willis Avenue Bridge and be in the South Bronx. And in the South Bronx, what I remember, hey, my brother Donald, so good to see you. You just warmed my heart. Thank you for joining. Um, being in the South Bronx and, and Donald and Tanisha and y'all, we all grew up in, in, in Wagner Projects. And going across to, to the Bronx or even in Upper West Harlem, just burnt out buildings, just rubble all over the place, kids playing in the street, folk keeping warm with garbage cans, with fire um, coming out of it to stay warm. Um, that was the life that, that we lived um, in, in the 70s. That was our surroundings. But in the midst of that, I was doing an interview for a, a PhD uh, research and one of the things that I said to the researcher was growing up in Wagner was the, the, my biggest experience. And, and I interviewed with her maybe 10 years ago or so, maybe, maybe less than that. But I said, I experienced community more in Wagner projects than I have ever experienced in my life then and, and now. There was something about not allowing our external circumstances define who we were. And, and we got through it. I mean, if you go to the South Bronx now, it's gentrified. It's, it's just, it's not even for us. Now they got condos for millions of dollars. And, and if you saw what the South Bronx looked like then in the 70s and what it looks like now, it looks totally different. Um, so if 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 we, we we were able to identify who we were the the beautiful people we were without external circumstances defining who we are tanisha says um our circumstances don't um determine our worth absolutely reverend Quante in the building, future politician, beautiful mom, just amazing. Don't account the community and don't discount the community in the PJs. There's nothing like it. That's right. Snaps up for that one because I learned about community. But also growing up, though, what was missing for me in my experience, um, I was watching an interview with Cecily Tyson, the late Cecily Tyson and a beautiful black woman, beautiful, darker skinned woman. And she was talking about her struggle growing up as this skinny, dark skin. And I think I may have mentioned this last week. Um, and she called it nappy head at the time because that's what our hair was called. It was called nappy. We didn't have grades of hair, right? Now we're 4A and or whatever, I don't even know. But um, she didn't think that she was beautiful. 
because there was so much around her telling her that she was not beautiful, whether it was media, television, um, stage, family members, friends, whomever. And I experienced that same thing. And I had to reflect on, on that. Did I experience, I did experience that from others, but what was it about me that I experienced that caused me to think in, in such a way? that I wasn't pretty, that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't, and I was always smart in school, always uh, honor students, straight A's. Um, my mom and dad were amazing. Um, the best parents, I guess everyone, not everyone, no, not everyone. Some people can say that their parents are the best parents on the face of this earth. I am one of those people. Um, my mom and dad were amazing. They would always tell me that I am so beautiful inside and out and I'm brilliant and I'm going to be amazing. And they would always remind me of those things. Even when I was a teen mom, I had my daughter at 16 and I was ashamed of that of quite some time. But my parents um, just reminded me, you know, stuff happens this happened and now let's move forward. What are we gonna do about school? Well, I finished high school a year early. What are you gonna do about college? I went to St. John's University. So they posited all of this positive information in me despite what was going on around me, right? Hey, Christina, what's up, baby? Um, Tanisha said, I am one too and that's what's, and what's better is, um, that your parents uh, can claim as a second set. So, oh, <laughs> so boom. <laughs> yes, you can claim them just like I can claim mama love. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, so, um, so, but despite what was going on around me, there was something going on inside of me that this warring um, effect that was happening. You know, I was hearing my, my, my mom and my dad, but I was also hearing the ways of the world that was very denigrating and very disrespectful and calling me out of my name. And Mother Carolyn said on her last broadcast, the Transformation Thursdays, um, it's not what you are cool or what you are called, it's how you respond. Well, I responded to everything. I was a fighter. Growing up, I was very angry. I, I thought uh, <laughs> I thought suntan lotion would tan like lighten your skin. I didn't know suntan lotion was to darken your skin. So I wanted my skin to be lighter. I know as brilliant as I was, my mother said that I'm book smart. But other than that, I have some work to do. So, <laughs> um, but I wanted something different. Um, when my parents permed my hair at 13. I had a head full of hair and my family was so upset because I permed my hair and I kept saying, you know, um, I, I'm not trying to be white. I just don't want to be sent. My mother sent me to the hairdresser since I was six years old because my hair was so thick um, and she was tired of me crying. So she sent me to the hairdresser right in Harlem, um, Veronica's, uh, for, for years, for years. Um, anyway, so she permed my hair. Um, 
and and since then you know people were talking about how you know it's a part of this whiteness and trying to conform to this whiteness and I'm like no I just want I don't want to cry when I get my hair done I just want to be able to wrap it and comb it down but later on I say all that to say um, later on in my life and during times of reflection reflection wasn't a part of my lifestyle growing up um, meditation or inward thinking and and praying inwardly I prayed the prayers that I heard that seemed to me to me to be very superficial and very um the right thing to say um if you will in a public setting not necessarily deeply experiential not necessarily praying to transform not necessarily praying to truly shift the atmosphere not necessarily praying to break down strongholds that i learned later that we have this power so i didn't know about this innate power that i had that we had i didn't know about this inner and external beauty that we had i did not know about all of these things until later on in life when i fell in love with myself at age 38 you're talking about 12 years ago i fell in love with myself 12 years ago oh courtney said not my sweet rev t yes ma'am yes ma'am it was a struggle it was a struggle to look in the mirror and to see the beauty for myself and not what other people saw and experienced. It, it was a struggle for me. So when we talk about, um, you know, uh, uh, how we show up in the world, and particularly during this Black History Month, even there are times when we, we look at black history and we look at all of the the fighting that we had to do, the, you know, rising up against uh, racism and against, you know, the killing of our people and and Nat Turner, who just had to wild out on people like, yo, you going to stop this or, you know, starting the AME church by walking out of a white church or the Black Panther part. We, oh, we talk about and we think about these things as as revolutionary. And sometimes sometimes we forget about those that created designed the picture for the dime. Sometimes we forget about, you know, we know about peanut butter and traffic lights, and but we forget about how much we have contributed. And then when we forget about that, we forget about our own value, our own value for self and what we bring to the table and what we bring to our families, what we bring to our community and what we bring to this world. So going back to this reconciliation, the reconciliation for us as a black woman speaking to you today, um, and again, showing, you know, I love being a black woman. What the reconciliation for us is being able to reconcile, like having a Sankofa moment. A Sankofa moment is that experience where you go back and fetch it. So what is it back there in our past that we need to bring to the forefront? What is it about our past that we need to learn and bring here? Do we need to learn beyond enslavement? Because you know we existed prior to enslavement, right? So what was really happening? And, and it's hard to know. Don't get It's easy to flow off my tongue, but it's hard to know these things because we were snatched, because we don't we we weren't kept 
in a family unit um we 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 were separated they they thought that we talked the same language they assumed because we had the similar complexion or we had similar um external um presentations but 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 we were all different we came from different tribes and when when we were on the ship and when we came to america all they all white people heard was foreign language they thought it was the same and we were speaking different languages so they broke us up so how do we now take control of that and learn from whence we began and and learn from beyond um enslavement and and do have a sankofa moment where we go back and fetch it now all of us were not kings and queens we we had um people stealing from our own land we have something going on right now in tigray where you know our people against our people and who's really our people and all skin folk and kin folk because it's a mentality it's a mindset right so if you're thinking white you have white that's why we talk we don't really talk about often in anti-black racism work white people per se but it's white thought it's white supremacy culture that someone adopts um white privilege is a little different we talk about that and that is white that is white but when we talk about other thoughts and epistemologies and lenses we talk about people who now have this this um this thought about degrading and dehumanizing somebody else. Just because I am a black woman and a beautiful black woman and I have beautiful black children and a beautiful black grandbaby and black cousins and nieces and nephews and sisters and all that, that I can honor myself does not mean that I'm dishonoring somebody else because I am centering myself in these moments does not mean that I'm decentering anybody else. I am not going to become the oppressor, right? So I can still honor myself and then create a path and a way for others to honor themselves. Latinx people and First Nation indigenous people South, whoever, this is a way where you can honor yourself. It's a both and. Either or is very white. It's white thought. Both and is I can honor who I am and you can take this and now honor who you are and learn how to center yourself because we were decentered for so, so long. We were dehumanized for so, so long. We were marginalized for so long and we are still dehumanized because they don't see us as a human being when they shoot us down in the street or when a nine-year-old girl uh, gets pepper sprayed or um, someone is killed by walking jogging in their back sleeping in the back of their grandmother's yard um, on the corner riding in a car with fiance and child. we we are not seen as human beings and it's hard when, when when you use us for target practice so we then gotta reconcile some stuff to make sure that we change policies and procedures and we change the way of being and we come together and we buy today listen the real estate market is about to become a seller's market it's a buyer's market it's a I think I have it backwards. Whatever it is, 
come in a couple of months, it's going to be good for the buyer. <laughs> yes, it's a seller's market now. It's going to become good for the buyer. Are we going to come together and begin to buy homes and buy real estate while everybody is riding this Black Lives Matter train? Are we going to take advantage of that collectively or are we going to continue to mistrust each other? Are we going to continue to go YOLO and you only live once, so I got this. Let me do this on my own. And nah, those days are over. We will not survive that way. Our four parents did not survive that way and we will not survive that way. They came together. Even when there were adverse forces and disagreements or whatever, it, it still overall was some modicum of unity, some modicum of change, whether you agree or disagree. Somehow, some way, we've got to come together and do some reconciliation of our own. That reconciliation with white thought and white supremacist culture and white supremacy and, and the, the, the insurgents, I, I don't have time for that. What I do have time for is for you to stop killing us, mind, body, and spirit, but I'm not coming to the table with you. I'll invite you to my table and if you're not willing to come, then I must move on because I can't make you forgive. I can't make you love me. <laughs> you're lost, but I can't make you reconcile with me. That's something that you have to volunteer to do. And in your past actions, I don't even trust you, Mitch McConnell, although you've been preaching some good stuff recently, but I don't trust you because you were rolling with number 45 for quite some time. And now, you know, re-elections and midterms are coming up. So now you're trying to, you know, get the Republican Party back into good graces because y'all want the Senate and the House back and blah, blah, blah. I don't have time for that because I'm trying to fight for my life. Literally, figuratively, emotionally, spiritually. I'm trying to fight for the lives of my children. I'm trying to fight for the lives of my beloved on this feed. Let's see what some people got to say. Um, I saw Amy pop up on here. Um, Tanisha said, I always saw your beauty. And ironically enough, you instilled in us while you were yet finding yourself. You are a reason I love my skin. Mm. Mm. Yes, Amy, got my present, boo. Thank you, honey. I gave you a shout out at the beginning of the broadcast. Uh, Quante, yeah, sister. We gotta teach and preach this thing. Reverend Christina, um, Tanisha Alexander, right, when I, Y'all not going to make me cry today, I promise. When I met her, I met a strong, confident woman who loved her people. And never I never knew she was learning then to love herself. I already saw it. My beloved, y'all still saw in me what I didn't even see in myself. And I am so grateful. So grateful. And that's what community is about seeing something in somebody else that they don't even see in themselves and speaking life into their situation or circumstance, speaking hope, speaking peace, speaking adversity, speaking resilience, speaking resistance, 
speaking strength, speaking courage. And we're not talking about somebody else defining that for us. We're talking about what that looks like for us. Strength might look like me crying and my beloved holding me. Strength might look like speaking out against cancer and talking about my breast cancer journey and how I had to fight for some things because people think that black women can just endure pain um, like the people that did uh, experiments on us without any type of, of Novocaine and numbing medication or whatever. Not that type of strength. You could kick miss me with that. Miss me with that. So I had to advocate for it. And we're going to teach other people to advocate and come together to learn to love ourselves more than this world could ever even think about loving us. Loving one another with unconditional positive regard, loving one another so that we can build communities. And not just because we are going against the status quo of, you know, what has happened in the past from 1619 until now, you know, through Jim Crow and through the civil rights, civil rights and abolitionists and and the list goes on and on and on, all the different segments and, and challenges and oppression we had to go through. But now we have an opportunity with being the top group, entrepreneurs, women being the top number of uh, earning a PhD. I mean, come, what are we gonna do with all of this rich information? We are gonna come together and build community like never before, Ashe. Know that I love myself even in the midst of my diagnosis, even in the midst of losing my breath, my breast, even in the midst of losing some full capability of my body and my energy. I still love me who I am unconditionally. I still have a peace and a joy that the world didn't give and the world can't take away. I could sit here and ask why this, why that, why is this happened? But I can also look at the beauty and the things that come out of um, disarray, the beauty that comes out of the struggle, you know, the beauty that comes out of a pandemic the beauty that came out of the fight when you look at the cabinet today and i just smile because i i don't know what uh our vp and and others are thinking but i know they look like me and if they don't look like me they are a person of color and if they're not a person of color they've been in the fight for a long time like my friend Jules. <laughs> Even Mother Carolyn talked about the Quakers and how they fought at a time when we didn't ask. They knew the righteous thing to do. So before we can talk about reconciliation with these folk in public office, we have to do some reconciliation. We have an opportunity to do some reconciliation on our own. And they need some healing and repentance and reparations and reparations and reparations and reparations because every other group has been afforded reparations except black folk. And I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. 
Beloved, I love being a black woman. I hope you love who you are because I love you. I see you. I feel your energy. I'm so grateful that you continue to join me on Tuesdays. It's just, it's just so humbling and amazing. And I just feel the energy and I'm so, so grateful. So until next time, this is Tuesdays with Tawana. I'm out. Peace.